The Liberals quietly extended their so-called gun buyback program at the last minute. Are the wheels falling off the Liberals' gun control agenda? We'll talk about it today. I'm Sheila Gunn-Reed, and you're watching The Gun Show. ago at really what appears to be the very last minute the liberals decided to extend their so-called amnesty period for gun owners who had not yet turned over their lawfully acquired firearms to the state for destruction after their firearms were just reclassified out of the ether through an order in council by the liberal government in may 2020 justin trudeau apropos of a tragedy not involving lawful Canadian gun owners decided to reclassify 1,500 models of Canadian shotguns and rifles, calling them assault-style weapons, which is really a word that means nothing. (laughs) It's completely undefined, and the Liberals like it that way, because that way you can continue to, as the Liberals did, shoehorn other models into the ban um, until, you know, now the ban approaches 2,000 models. But what of the owners? Well, the owners were supposed to, by the end of this month in 2023, turn over our firearms to the state, wherein the state would allegedly compensate us for the loss of our lawfully acquired property. It was not a buyback program. You can't buy back something you didn't own in the first place. It was compensation for confiscation as lawful Canadian gun owners were scapegoated for the crimes of other people, including the rising crime rates in Canada's urban municipalities. And as you'll note, those urban municipalities are progressively run you know, name a major city in this country that isn't run by a progressive mayor. I'll wait. Anyway, at the last minute, the Liberals decided to extend their buyback program, buyback program, to October 2025. If these guns are so deadly and people like me who may or may not own them are so dangerous, wouldn't you want to get them off the street right away? Well, thanks to liberal ineptitude, They can't manage to figure it out. So maybe we really aren't all that dangerous after all. But this is just one way that the Liberals' gun control agenda is just coming apart at the seams. So joining me today is good friend of Rebel News, good friend of the show, and good friend of the firearms community, Rick Igersich from Canada's National Firearms Association, talking about... Well, just the complete and total mess that the liberals are making of gun control in this country. And I think, frankly, we should be glad that they are so bad at it. (laughs) Anyway, here's my interview with Rick. So joining me now is Rick Igersich with the National Firearms Association. There's so much happening in gun news um, as the liberals are letting things just ride right down to the wire. And they're proposing new gun bans and they're banning guns just completely off the cuff. Uh, Rick, thanks for joining me. Um, and thanks for being such a good friend to Rebel News and to gun owners like myself. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about uh, this thing that sort of happened in the middle of last week uh, regarding the Tavor. 
Hi, Sheila. Thanks for having me again. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. Uh, at the end of the day, we got blindsided by the RCMP once again uh, on October uh, on October twenty uh, fifth. Actually, on October fifth, the RCMP uh, decided that they were going to ban another firearm, and that firearm being uh, Micro Tavor X ninety five MSW carabine. Okay, these guns were imported in Canada over the last 10 years. Uh, there's several of them out in, in public. We don't know the exact numbers because of privacy issues. We have a rough idea, but there's, a, there's several hundred, hundred of them out there. Uh, but on October 5th, on October 5th uh, the owners of these firearms began receiving registrations, revocation letters prohibiting the firearm from the RCMP. Uh, the RCMP actually, uh, on further review, and I just got this in, in intelligence a few days ago, they're calling the firearm a machine gun now, uh, <laughs> which is uh, which is a classic uh, RCMP, in my opinion, a make-work project with the Liberals. But anyway, we'll get into it a little more. As we, as I mentioned earlier, what we can tell, there were several hundred of these firearms sold. Uh, with this revocation, with this uh, with this uh, registration revocation letter, the RCMP gave the owners of these firearms some options. They didn't give them all the options, but they gave them a few. Uh, the NFA actually gave them another option, at, which I'll get into a, a little later. The first option was to turn the firearm into your local RCMP detachment for destruction with no compensation. Where does that sound familiar? No compensation. Yeah. No compensation. The second was to get the firearm verif or the firearm deactivated and verified so you could possess it. So that process involved sending the firearm to a person who could deactivate it, and then it had to go to the firearm center in Ottawa to be verified that it was deactivated. And in our opinion, in most cases, the firearm never would have been returned back to the owner because how can you absolutely 100% deactive firearm it, it, it's it's virtually impossible so that was the second option the third option was to take it back to the store where you purchased it the firearm would be sent back to the wholesaler the wholesaler would give a store credit to the wholesale price of the firearm not the retail price but the wholesale price of the firearm not cash back, but a store credit to the initial point of purchase. The problem with that is some of these firearms changed hands two or three times, so therefore, this was only available to the original purchaser. So that was the third option. The fourth option uh, brings uh, us at Canada's National Firearms into play. We uh, launched this out over all our social media platforms that if you contact us, we can provide you with a package on how to file a section 74 reference review. This in turn extends the time from when the, the, that the fire, the firearms owner has to comply with the ultimatum from the RCMP. And it also gives us time to delve deeper into this and possibly challenge this uh, registration revocation. So, Anybody out there that has one of these firearms, please contact us. Actually, contact Blair. The email is blair at nfa.ca, and we will provide you 
with a package on how to go about filing a Section 74 reference review. That will put your firearm basically in limbo for the time being until until we can figure this out and figure out exactly what's going on. In my opinion, this whole thing was another collaboration between the RCMP and, and, the, and the Liberal government just to add another wedge issue to firearms owners. So please, anybody that has one of these firearms out there, please contact us at Blair at NFA.ca and we will provide you with a package on how to move forward with uh, Section 94 uh, reference review and uh, uh, that'll definitely prolong the, the time period from which you have to use one of the other three options. So, Rick, explain this for non-gun owners, because this is a, some, something that gun owners have been dealing with for a long time. And I, I just want to be clear, this sort of stuff puts gun owners at odds with their friends in the RCMP because the RCMP brass and busybodies um, in the RCMP bureaucracy have decided to just, outside of Parliament, reclassify a gun. This happened previously with the CZ858. Gun owners exactly. woke up, they go to sleep. <laughs> they're they're completely on the right side of the law. They wake up in the morning and they're a criminal in pres- possession of a prohibited weapon. Explain to people how this can happen to a gun owner because if if this happened to any other piece of private property, there would be uproar. But because this happens to guns and gun owners, nobody, well, I won't say nobody seems to care, but it seems to be a bit of a niche issue um, for a lot of the Canadian population. It, it goes beyond the 858. They did it with the Ruger 1022 mags. One day right. you're out shooting gophers with your Ruger 1022 with your 25 shot magazine, and the next day it's a prohibited device. The RCMP has given has been given uh, more powers than I believe they need to have. It's almost like they're when the RCMP starts making laws, they're no longer uh, a law enforcement body. Uh, they're 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 an agent for the government to create laws, and uh, in Canada, the a, a, a police body doesn't make laws; the government does. So, how they do this? It's uh, again, it's again, it's the Liberal government giving them powers that should be going through Parliament instead of through a, a local police force. When a, when a police force starts to make laws, it, the state becomes a police state. Not, not, uh, not a, 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 a free Canadian, uh, a free Canadian uh, parliament. It becomes a police state, and uh, right now, in my opinion, the RCMP are acting like we are in a police state, making these laws out of the blue. Now they do have powers uh, as far as working with the government to uh, make uh, make changes to the to the firearms act and to the firearms reference table but i i believe uh, i believe uh, stuff like this should be going through parliament not through the rcmp not through a police force yeah yeah i i mean this should be put to the people and it should be done by people that we can hold accountable during elections and some anti-gun bureaucrat somewhere in the rcmp is making laws affecting Canadian gun owners and rendering our private property completely useless or of little to no value. When you decommission a gun, well, where's its value? You know that that's exactly right. You know, just like they're ordering council with uh, uh, 
uh, with a handgun freeze, they basically made millions and millions of dollars worth of property worthless overnight. It's the same thing. It's just, uh, it's an extension of, uh, powers that I don't believe should be there. And I think, uh, well, you know what we need uh, at the end of the day, we need a government change. Yeah. Yeah. And someone who will strip the bureaucrats and the RCMP of this power. I, I know members of the RCMP who don't want the RCMP to have this power. These are the guys tasked with enforcing bad laws and they don't want to do it. It puts them at odds with their community and uh, they end up being the face of bad decisions made by somebody in a cubicle somewhere who never has to face people like you or like me, Rick. Um, I want to talk to you about other bad uh, liberal decisions. I know we've just sort of touched on it. The reclassification of 1,500, although that quickly grew, I think it's near 2,000 models of Canadian uh, shotguns and rifles. And the Liberals continue to add to that list. They did it undemocratically through an order in council. And they said to us, uh, turn over your guns. Maybe you'll get compensated appropriately. Um, And uh, you're a criminal if you don't. But the Liberals, thankfully, their own ineptitude has resulted in uh, this thing being pushed down the road until October 2025. Explain to us how that happened. Well, uh, that happened for a number of reasons. Uh, the first one, uh, there was nothing in place, you know, no logistics. There was nothing in place to start these confis- to start this alleged confiscation. It's not alleged. It's definitely to start this confiscation of firearms. Uh, number two, there was no money really allotted to do this because they really don't know how much money they need because a lot of these firearms aren't registered. They're out there. And they really don't know how much money, uh, how much money they really need. The third issue was after SECU and Bill C twenty one and uh, the Order in Council in seventy one, it was actually uh, driving the Liberal popularity down, and I think that was a big part of it. So they had no other choice but to extend it. With that said, uh, I know with our Order in Council case that the NFA is funding, we were advised. Uh, uh, quite some time before that, that there, were, that there will be an extension. Uh, I know other groups filed an injunction, but our lawyer advised us not to because the, the injunction, Justice Kane, Justice Kane and the federal crown had told him that there was uh, there was an amnesty uh, extension in place. It just hadn't, hadn't been activated yet. So at the NFA, we didn't want to waste any members' resources as far as filing an injunction because... Injunctions are expensive. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd sooner, uh, you know, use the money where, where it can actually help uh, reverse some of this stuff. So that's why I just wanted to clarify. That's why the NFA didn't file an injunction. It was on our on our lawyer's advice and on uh, Justice Kane and the federal crown that there definitely is was going to be uh, there was going to be uh, uh, an extension put into place, and uh, all parties involved in the case were notified of that. Uh, the The big reason is, and again, I go back to the big reason is, the Liberals have nothing in place to do any of this. Uh, I know they're they're running into a few snags with a couple of the provinces, actually, uh, Terry Bryant Mm -hmm. and uh, Rob Freeberg uh, yesterday in Sec D actually stated that, uh, again, that they're not going to use provincial resources to to help them do this. And uh, I totally agree with that. those are two CFOs that are really pushing for on the right side of things and are really pushing for firearms owners. And I, 
Uh, you know, I, I thank them both for doing what they're doing. But at the end of the day, like I say, there's nothing in place to, to keep this going. And the irony of this whole thing is also if this amnesty, this the, the current amnesty would have expired, that would have left the liberals in a really awkward place because at the end of the day, they probably would have had to withdraw the whole thing. So that was another reason they extended it. If it would have expired, I believe, you know, that the thing would have been null and void because they, they didn't act on it. So that was, that was the other reason that uh, it probably got extended. You know, and they left it right down to the wire. Like, people were very concerned that they would have been criminals because they didn't turn in their guns, but there was no program in place for them to turn in their guns. And it, it seemed like the liberals didn't care because we're just these people that would never vote for them anyway. You almost think they did that on purpose just to, uh, you know, uh, wind people up. Uh, you know, they had a lot of time. They knew what they were doing long before they, they, they extended the amnesty. But I think I think it's part of their uh, part of their mo is to you know get people excited and thinking and you know maybe change some votes and stuff. But I think that that's the way. And you you know you know just as well as I know it. That's the way that the liberals work. They uh, mm-hmm. they bring anxiety up in people at, at and then at the eleventh hour they change thing. And that's been their uh, that's been their uh, mo all along. They're merchants of fear. That's how they govern. Uh, That's how they impose legislation. That's how they get people to comply. They are absolute merchants of fear. That's how they justified the OIC, the order in council in the first place. They pitted urban Canadians and Canadians who don't know anything about guns against people who enjoy uh, part of their hunting heritage um, and enjoy the lawful uh, use and ownership of their legally acquired uh, property. They made us the bad guys because they didn't want to deal with the real bad guys. Yeah. Well, you know, and uh, at Sec D, uh, LeBlanc, he was talking in circles again yesterday too. He just, yeah. uh, you know, they they put they put him in as the as the cleanup guy, and he was talking in circles. Uh, you know, he was bringing uh, he was bringing in uh, 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 the people of the north to uh, you know that there's there's going to be a different rule for them and uh, you know and then you know maybe pass it on to the provinces and let the provinces decide how they're going to handle this uh this uh these uh this bill this this changes in the law you know the guy was just talking in circles he didn't he didn't really know what he was talking about and uh in my opinion anything he said wasn't credible you know it's almost like he knows what's going on but he doesn't i don't know that's the feeling i was getting with that said, on uh, Thursday, November 2nd, I will be giving testimony at SEC-D regarding C-21. Uh, I'm going to approach it a little different than everybody else does. I'm going to approach it as a, as, a, as a layman. I'm not an academic. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a politician. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak to the Senate as somebody that this affects, somebody on the ground, somebody that, uh, that you know has heirlooms that are third-generation heirlooms, I'm, I'm going to put it. I'm going to put it to him as a layman because, uh, you know, we get a bunch of uh, academics and lawyers and stuff giving testimony, and it just. It, I think, in my opinion, it confuses the Senate. I think mm-hmm. it needs to be clear and simple, and I'm willing to field any questions they have for me because, you know, the 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 facts don't change and the facts don't lie. Yeah. 
you know, I'm, I'm so glad that you're going to approach it that way because, you know, you can get caught up in, you know, the science of ballistics and, and crime studies, but none of that has anything to do with me or you as a lawful user, really. Uh, we're not the ones committing the crimes. It doesn't matter the ballistics of my heirloom firearm that my ancestors used to clear the land and protect their livestock where I live today. And I will not be able to give those to my children. The heirlooms die with me. And there's, you know, to have somebody who's willing to communicate that on behalf of, you know, just people like me, just normal people who just want to be able to hang on to a little bit of their family history. Uh, so many of us can't do that. Uh, I want to just circle back to Dominic LeBlanc's testimony here because, you know, you said he was just sort of making things up as he went. Now, Dominic LeBlanc, the public safety minister, one thing he said was very, very true, though, and it should frighten gun owners. And it is the potential for not the potential, the promise of a future decree of more guns being banned. He promised that in his testimony yesterday. So whatever happens with Bill C-21, whatever happens with the order in council, the fight is nowhere near done because no matter how many times the liberals lose in court, how many times they have to kick the can down the road of the compensation program, they're still coming at us because this is part of who they are. It's part of the liberal DNA. Wow. And there comes their firearms advisory committee into play. Yes. Now, this is supposedly supposed to be comprised of people from all parts of the government and the firearms world. Sure. Uh, we at the NFA <laughs> applied for it. We haven't heard anything back yet. I doubt very much they want to hear our opinion on this stuff. Everybody knows at the end of the day, this is going to be comprised of bureaucrats, politicians, and lawyers. And they're going to follow the liberal wave without any input from people like you and I, Sheila. Oh, and women's groups. Women's groups, but not women's groups that involve women like me, but women's groups who advocate for the disarming of women like me. That'll be one thing. You know, Rick, now that we're talking about this, I'm going to flip you some documents. We're recording this on Tuesday. The show will go out on Wednesday. But I have a story going live today. I got my hands on the communications strategy for Bill C-21. Um, and their targeted social media plan. And guess who the first, like they had the groups divided into like primary, secondary, and tertiary uh, that they the liberals plan to communicate with? Primary, LGBTQ, right? Yeah, Polytechnique, LGBTQ organizations like EGAL and women's groups. Those were the three on the top of the list. Second group, the RCMP. Uh, and law enforcement. They were trying to get the chiefs of police on side with them. Um, and and I, it's funny how the people tasked with enforcing the bad law were the people that <laughs> the second people they wanted to talk to, not the first. And then the the tertiary groups um, were the people they described as least affected by the messaging, gun groups and gun owners. We were the third on their list of considerations. We were just like a sort of like the pencil in. Um, and it, it shows, it shows in the legislation. There's no surprise there. There's no, absolutely no surprise there. You know, that's, that's to be expected. Uh, they, you know, I've been, you know, I've been at this for a little while now and I've been finding that gun owners from across Canada, law abiding Canadians are the liberals play toys. They use us 
to get what they need. When there's an election coming up, the big bad gun stuff comes out. When they're uh, when they're down in the polls, the big bad gun stuff comes up. On the other hand, sometimes they mess up, like uh, like uh, Secu, where uh, they were put on the spot and they were caught in a bunch of lies, and uh, it works against them. And guess what happens? I don't know if you noticed or not, but the gun issue seems to go way down in the list, which it has mm-hmm. in the in the last few weeks uh, after. Uh, after the changes were made, after Mendocino got moved, after Pam Damoff was uh, taken off uh, public safety, you know, and it's groups like ours that catch them in these lies, and we put it out there, and that that makes a big difference because we have we have a pretty extensive reach, which now seems like we're being shadow banned, and uh, oh, for sure, and, and uh, you know the. the Lately, we've been shadow banned, and you know, with uh, C11 and C18 coming into force, it's it's hurting uh, it's hurting organizations that are actually getting the truth out there. It's a it's another containment ploy by the liberals to control uh, mainstream media, and, and you know what? They're really good at it. You know, give mainstream media lots of money, and uh, you you've got a really good hold of them. So I'm sure uh, you guys at uh, Rebel are seeing the same thing, Sheila. And, yep. uh, you know, it's just, uh, it, there's, uh, you know, it, it's hard, it's hard these days to get the truth out. Uh, I know, and I just want to bring, I just want to mention this and I know you guys are doing the same thing. Uh, we're going to be offering a VPN, uh, so people can actually, uh, receive Canadian news through, uh, through a different country. Uh, it seems in today's world, it's the only way that we can get the word out because like I say, on our platforms, we're definitely being uh, we're definitely being shadow banned, and when any news that we want to share, we can't share in Canada because of Bill uh, C11 and uh, and C18. So I don't know if you wanted to touch more on that, Sheila, but you know that's that's the crazy part of today's world. Yeah, it. Where can people find out more about your VPN on the NFA website? Uh, yeah, we haven't uh, we haven't put it out yet. I, this uh, this is kind of an early release. Uh, we're just working on it. And we're just finalizing it right now. It will be on the NFA NFA website. It will be offered at a discounted price, so uh, people can hear the news. Uh, I think uh, you know it's just the way this is. The world is a crazy place right now, and Canada is a more crazy place, in my opinion. And this is the only way we can reach uh, people that can make a difference. And right now, we have to make a difference. You know, every yep. time we have one, every time I have one of these shows with you, and you know, I always say, you know, get out and vote and change the government. But now, get out and write a letter to your MP. You, we need to, uh, we need to, uh, you know, get the word out as far as uh, law-abiding Canadians go. Get the word out to the end to the to your uh, MP. Tell them what the government is doing to you, what the government is doing to, you know, to your right to listen to uh, to Canadian news. You know. Get get the word out. People need to sit down and, and start working on this. And I know lately at the NFA, we've been getting a crazy number of calls from gun owners and non-gun owners alike and saying, you know, what's going on with our personal property? Why can't we see anything? You know, we're on your platforms and all of a sudden we're getting all these uh these blank uh these blanks that this content isn't available in Canada. What's going on? And you know, we're inundated with calls about that stuff. And it's just not us. It's 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 people like Rebel News that are getting the same thing, I'm sure, Sheila. And I'm uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't I can't see my own work. For example, yeah. I can't share a clip of my own work to my own Instagram page. Yeah. Thanks to Justin Trudeau's attempted shakedown yeah. of Meta. 
Yeah, so... You know, and with all this stuff going on in the firearms world, this information, you know, this Tavor thing, it needs to get out. Yeah. But how do you get it out when, when you're getting blocked and uh, on every platform that you have? You know, it, it's uh, so hopefully this show gets out and hopefully people, you know, do put a VPN on their. It's a sad state of affairs when you have to go through U.S. or Czechoslovakia to hear Canadian news. It's, it's a sad state of affairs in Canada. And, uh, Hopefully, people will see that on our website, and hopefully, they'll uh, get a VPN so they can actually hear hear what we're doing at the NFA and hear what uh, you people at uh, Rebel News are doing. You know, that's a, a good spot to wrap up the interview because, um, it, like you, we have uh, we are able to email our people directly, and that helps us get around Justin Trudeau's censorship. But the only way for the NFA to be able to email you directly is if you give them your email address and you sign up with them. So tell people how that they can support the work that you are doing uh, at the NFA on behalf of law-abiding Canadians all across this country. Yeah, reach out to uh, reach out to us at uh, nfa.ca info at nfa.ca. Uh, uh, everything that you need to know about joining and helping and getting uh, getting news, uh, we do uh, we do a, a media blast once a week. Uh, when you join, you'll be getting that once a week. Uh, please join. Please become a member. The money goes towards the fight in Ottawa. It's uh, NFA is a non for profit organization. Uh, we have a few play, paid employees, but most of most of the people are volunteers. And you know, help. You know, we we need to get in this fight. We need to get more people in the fight. So. Please join uh, the the NFA. Uh, like I say, your money is going toward towards the good fight. Uh, you know, it's not. Uh, you know, our our uh, our mem- our membership is growing at a crazy rate right now. Uh, a lot of our members aren't even firearms owners, but they're uh, but they are uh, but they are joining us because of the fight for the rights and freedoms of Canadians. So please join. Uh, another thing, like I said before, write a letter to your MP. Let them know how you feel on what's going on. And number three, when this election finally does come about, get out and vote and get rid of these Trudeau liberals. Uh, right now, I, I was looking at uh, Canada 338 polls. Right now, if there were an election today, it'd be a conservative supermajority. So, uh, you know, uh, the liberals are liberals are losing ground every day. Please help them lose more ground and uh, and get into the fight. Oh, Rick, that's great. That's great advice. I don't care who you vote for, just as long as you don't vote for a liberal. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Rick, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for the activism and hard work that you put in for families just like mine. Um, best of luck in your fight with Ottawa. It seems like there's always something new to fight with Ottawa about, and we'll have you back on again very soon. Thanks, Sheila. Thanks for having me again. I love being on your show. friends we've come to the portion of the show wherein I invite your viewer feedback I say it every week so I know if you're a regular viewer it might get a little redundant but I actually care about what you think about the work that we do here at Rebel News and I appreciate your viewer feedback even the bad stuff because it gives me an opportunity to answer criticisms and sometimes the criticisms are valid and you know we can make things better. And it also gives me an opportunity to tell you why I think the way that I do. You know, if you have an opinion and you can't defend it, then it's maybe not an opinion at all, but rather just an act of faith that you believe that way. 
Um, and it's the reason I give out my email address right now. It's Sheila at rebelnews.com. Put gun show letters in the subject line so that I can find it easily. Uh, because sometimes I do get upwards of uh, like a hundred emails a day, depending on what sort of controversial or sometimes nonsensical off the cuff thing that I said. <laughs> so anyways, gun show letters in the subject line, Sheila at rebelnews.com. But also if you are watching us on one of the free versions of the show on Rumble or YouTube first. Let me thank you for sitting through the ads that helps us pay the bills around here. Um, but also uh, leave a comment in the comment section. Sometimes I get brave and go looking through the comment section over there for your viewer feedback. Now today's viewer feedback it, it came to me as a gun show letter, but it really had nothing to do with the show that I did last week. And that is perfectly fine. That's okay. Um, because it gives me an opportunity to answer a viewer question, which I have been seeing a lot of this particular question. So it comes to me from Steve. And Steve says, well, Steve starts off with the... Um, the HR practice of putting the criticism in the middle of a compliment sandwich. <laughs> so anyway, let's let's read Steve's letter to me. Hi, Sheila. Love your work and your show and Rebel News. My name is Steve from Alliston, Ontario. You know what? I have cousins in Alliston. I donated when you went overseas to drop off petition to help our country in trouble. That was awesome. Okay, so that was when I went with Sarah Miller, our lawyer helping uh, Pastor Art Polosky and we drafted a human rights complaint and we delivered it to uh, Geneva, to the United Nations human rights people uh, to raise awareness about the plight of uh, pastors and religious freedom here in Canada. So we did that, but it's all we could do, right? Anyway, thank you for donating to help us do that. That was, um, was a tough 72 hours. I think I slept like 45 minutes. <laughs> it was just like, try to get from Edmonton all the way to Geneva, have a shower, <laughs> wash the airport grime off, uh, go to the United Nations, uh, film Sarah dropping it off, do a quick little interview with Sarah, then go uh, try to sleep a few hours. But that didn't work because I was on Ezra's show to talk about our work. And then I called some people who were interested in my work while I was there. And then I went and ran around the old part of Geneva, quite literally ran around. I went for a run to help me with the jet lag. And then I came all the way home. Anyway, thank you <laughs> for making that possible. Um, but Steve asks a question that I have been seeing a lot of. And so I'm happy to clear things up. Now I keep getting calls from strange phone numbers saying Ezra Levant and Rebel News asked me to call you for money. Is this a legit call or are they scammers? I've sent Rebel News many emails about this. I'm very sorry. I get I get a lot of emails uh, about this, but have got no response. Your reply would be greatly appreciated. Take care again. Love your work. See, there's the bottom part of the compliment sandwich with the criticism in the middle. The criticism is the meat. Anyway, uh, love your work and Rebel News, truthful news. So if you are getting uh, phone calls, uh, yes, those are um, people who are reaching out to you on behalf of us here at Rebel News um, because they're, I mean, in the time of Justin Trudeau's immense censorship, 
Um, we want to make sure that we stay connected with you. And if you like the work that we do, you know, we don't take any money from Justin Trudeau. We rely on the support of our viewers at home to keep the lights on, to keep the gun show going and to um, help us in what I think is a bit of a ministry, <laughs> like the real ministry of truth, where the truth is actually the truth and not the lies um, in, you know, in the story of Orwell. So, um, yes, th that those are legitimate people calling on behalf of Rebel News to say, hey, if you like us, would you mind helping us to keep going? And so um, I'm glad that you reached out to me. I'm glad I was able to um, provide some clarity. I know a lot of people are concerned because that's not something that we normally do. Um, but, you know, maybe you don't read all the emails uh, that we send you. And I understand. I don't read all the emails we send me either. <laughs> so I get it. So some people would rather have a phone call. Sometimes our emails end up in your spam folder. And we just thought maybe we'll try a different way to talk to our our friends and supporters. So yes, that is us. I'm glad I could answer that question for you, Steve. And thank you for your uh, kind words about the work that we do here at Rebel News. Without you, Steve, there is no Rebel News. So um, I appreciate that. And I'm I'm so also so glad that so many people are so protective of us uh, that, that you would reach out and say like, oh my gosh, there are people out there calling me and using your name. Is it you? And uh, I uh, that makes me happy that you are so protective of of what we are and and what we do so thank you for that well everybody that is the show for tonight thank you so much for tuning in i'll see everybody back here in the same time in the same place next week and as always don't let the government tell you that you've had too much to think <laughs>